You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. operating in the miraculous when it comes to to the text. He was walking on water. Walking on water. And because it was night, and you know how it is when it's night, you you can't see as clearly as, as you can during the day. And it's easy not to to recognize a thing or a person. It's hard sometimes at at night. You can be thinking something, one thing, and then the closer you get, you'd be, oh, God, something else. But they didn't recognize him. and, And I want you to notice that the first thing that happened is that uh, they thought negative. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. And it, it's sad, but that's most humans. That when, when something is, is happening, such as we have in the text, instead of Thinking optimistic, we think negative. And we got to get out of that. Yeah, we have. We got to get out of that. Why, why Why couldn't it be, oh, man, somebody's walking on water. That got to be Jesus. He fed 5,000 plus. So you know if there's anybody walking on that water, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. But no, most of the time when it comes to humans, they'll think based upon their nature instead of their cries of God likeness. We were created in the image of who? And so, based upon that, our first thought, especially as Christians, should, should be the mind of the Lord, the mind of God. But because we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and because according to Jesus in John the first chapter, when it comes to human, they love darkness more so than light. Folk would think bad before they think good in many situations. You see folk, folk come up on a wreck. Oh, God. Because of what they sense. 
see. But sometimes something real terrible can happen and good come out of it. It can be terrible, but good can come out of it. Now, the reason I want you to really get what I'm saying uh, is based upon the text. In particular, what Jesus said to his disciples. Now, again, they thought it was a ghost, and they became, notice the text, trouble and afraid. They were fearful. They became troubled and afraid. They got in their senses. And look what the text tells us in reference to Jesus. Immediately, immediately, he let them know it's me. But notice the wording. Notice the wording. You got, you got to get this. I think I lost y'all when I got to saying what I was saying. But let, let me clear it up so you can see why I said what I said. Notice this right here. Now they, they cried out of fear and they were troubled. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, what's the next word? Wait, hold it. What's the next word? Be. To exist. To call something. To happen. Or breaking it down further. To change. How were they? They were. Troubled. Fearful. And so. Right away. It is I. B. You got to change now. You can't stay where you are. You got to change. Well, what you want us to do, G, be of good cheer. I'm going to tell you something. If, if, if you think in negative and that thing gets in, in you to the point to where it starts filling your mind, it's no telling where to take you. But notice what he did. Immediately. He wanted them to, to be or to change. What you want us to be, G? Be of good cheer. And this is, this is the amazing thing. One of, one of the primary meanings of be of good cheer is to be optimistic and happy. See, what he was trying to teach them was bigger than what was going on. He couldn't, have, he couldn't have men that had been set aside to be apostles afraid of something that, 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 they, that they can't even see. He couldn't have them allowing their senses to dictate to them what to think say and do. Why? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. As a man or woman thinks in his or her heart, that's who they become. He couldn't have, he couldn't have that. 
He needed them to understand that, look, if you're going to follow me, you got to walk by faith, not by sight. You can't be like normal humans where your first instinct is to, is to be fearful. Got to be like God. His ways are not as the ways of man. How, how they differ. As high as the heaven is from the earth. So are his thoughts. So are his ways. But if we got in our spirit that little song, want to be like Jesus, that means we got to change our thoughts and our ways. You got to see this in the text. That he wanted them to change from being fearful and troubled to being of good cheer. Because if, if you don't see that in the text, what Jesus said to them, be of good cheer, it, it's not going to make sense. See, he, see, if only thing he wanted them to know was, look, hey, it's me. Y'all ain't got to be afraid. It's, it's me. But no. He told them what to be in that situation because he did not want to happen again what happened in that fourth watch of the night he did not want them to allow their senses to dictate to them what to think say and how to act he didn't want that God changes Jesus Christ the same. There are certain things that we reacted wrong because we allowed our senses to, to tell us what to think, say, and do. You can't do that. You got to grow from that. You got to mature from that. You, you can't allow your senses to be to you what the Holy Spirit is. Your senses are not the one that's going to guide you in the truth. The Holy Spirit is going to guide you in how much truth? John 16 and what? 13. It's going to guide you into all truth. All right, let's go on a little further. So, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, Command me to come. And so Jesus just simply said, come. Peter walked out the boat because Jesus gave him a word, a little bitty word, come. And just wasn't complicated, was it? Come. And he just walked out the boat and just got on water and he started walking. And notice where he was going. He was going to walk to who? Jesus. So he started walking right. I said he started walking right. He was exactly where he needed to be. He was in the word. Headed toward Jesus. In the word. How many of you, you, you can testify that, 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 that the best place to be is the will of God. 
What's going on, brother? In the word. That's a good saying because that's the best place to be. If you're going to say something, it needs to be according to what? If you're going to do something, it needs to be according to what? If you're going to think something, it needs to be according to what? And so he was in the word. His mind had to be operating according to the word that the Lord had gave him, that little word come. Had to be. His mind, no way he could have got on water and not sink if he wasn't operating in the word. But he was. So he was operating in the word. He was, he was walking in a miracle. And where was he going? And that was the right thing to do. If it's you, order me to come. Come on. Come on. And he started walking the right way. God told him to walk. And he knew he was walking to Jesus. And that should have been enough. When it comes to the word, it's dangerous when you start trying to add to or take away. The word is right by itself. That written word right by itself. That that revealed word right by itself. If God told you he was going to do it, don't get to adding stuff. Don't get to trying to help God out. If God said he was going to do it, just let God do it. Don't you get to putting in your two cents. Don't you let nobody else put in their three cents. You just stick to the word. Written and? I'm going to tell you something. Every time God gives you a rainbow, it's going to be something or somebody that's going to try to get your attention is going to try to get you from doing what's right. Peter was doing right. But then here come the thing. Moving out. The wind. And it was a rough wind. It was rough. But God had told Peter to what? Come. That's all he had to do was come. And as long as he stayed in what God told him to do, he would have been okay. But he started listening to that wind. He started, you, it, it's dangerous when God got you in a specific place, but then you start listening to somebody else. Or something else. If God done told you he going to do it. I don't care what kind of difficulties. Come up. If you stay in his word. He got to do it. I said if you stay in his word. He has to do it. And you have to remember. That his word going to come to pass. All of the promises of God in him are. What else? If God said it, he'll do it. He'll bring it to pass. 
Isaiah 55, once he sends forth his word, is not going to return unto him empty or without doing what he sent it to do. It's going to always do what he sent it to do. Our thing is we just got to stay in the word. And we got to recognize that there are going to be things and people that's going to try to get us out of the word. And, and sometimes the biggest one is the one you see in the mirror. I got to move on, but, but, but say to yourself, Seth, you got to quit messing me up. No, say something else. Seth, you're going to quit messing me up. Because I'm going to put you under. So, so notice what happened. This is, this is very important. You got to see yourself in the text. So when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was, help me. And beginning to sink, what did he do? He cried out. He allowed the wind to get him out the will of God. He allowed that rough wind. And you know the wind, when you hear it, it can get your attention. Right? He allowed it to control him. But most importantly, when you, when you understand the text, it caused Peter to sin. It caused him to disobey God's word. It caused him to disobey a corporate word. And it caused him to disobey his rainbow word. When he was in the boat with the other disciples and they thought Jesus was a ghost. Jesus gave him and the other disciples a word. He first let them know, hey, it's me. I don't need you to be afraid. I need you to be of good cheer. So even before the miracle started happening in reference to Peter, Peter had already been given a corporate word. You don't need to be afraid. When you get out here on this water, you need to be happy. You, you, need, to be, you need to be optimistic. You need to be on that water and say, hey, look, God is blessing me. I, I'm walking in a miracle right now. And I don't know about you, if God is giving you a miracle Will you just let something or somebody take your miracle? If you know God, I brought you from one to three. And your destination is five. And he done brought you from one to three. You going to let something stop you from getting to five. And he done brought you from one to three. He had already let Peter see that, look, you on your way. You are on your way. You know where you want to go. You said you wanted to come to me. You on your way. So don't let nothing or nobody stop you from that. 
I've heard folk in church, they said, Pastor, what you preach on Sunday, that was nothing but my rhema. Pastor, let me, let me tell you, since that word, God undid this, he done did that, but then he'll come a win. He disobeyed God. The corporate word. And, and then when Jesus told him the rhema word, which was so simple, come. That was his rhema. Come. He disobeyed his rhema. He knew that was for him. It wasn't happening to the rest of them who was in the boat. It was his rhema. And he walked in his rhema. Boy, it's a blessing when you walk in your rhema. Credit bad, but God said, it's your, it's your season. You're going to get that heart's desire. All you got to do is just do what I tell you. You got to walk in that word. Yeah, I know your credit shot, but, but you're going to get that this month. All you got to do is just stay in the word. It's the enemy's job to stop your progress. It's the enemy's job to stop you from receiving what God has ordained for you to receive. And so, every year, walking the right way. But the wind. The wind. And, and understand something. I'm not taking the wind lightly because, you, you know, the wind will fight you. If it's rough enough, I'm talking about moving out. You, you, can, you can be walking and you can feel that wind pushing you. Especially if you haven't been to Chicago, you get in that Chicago wind, you turn the corner and all of a sudden that wind hits you in the face and you backing up. But if you got to go around the corner, you just got to put some more force with it and go on and go where you need to go. What am I trying to tell you? It's going to be some stuff that's going to try to stop you from getting what God has ordained for you to have. So when, when you start going through a rough patch, you have to get more resolute or determined. You have to be to the point to where you st- if, if it takes praying more, get to praying more. If it takes giving more, get... Get to give him whatever it takes that's in line with the word to deal with your difficulty or your problem. That's what you do. But don't you allow anything or anybody to stop you from walking in your reign or walking in the corporate word that God has given his, his church. Corporately, we ought to have the mind of Christ. Your rhema may be that you're going to have to have the mind of Christ while you, while you battling cancer, while you battling heart disease, or while you battling something going on in your body, or why, uh, whether you're battling financially. Whatever it is, you just, got, you just got to tighten up. Do what it takes for you to just stay in the word. Say to somebody, the best place to be. And the safest place to be is in the Word. Some of y'all ain't as happy as I want you to be. I want you to tell one more person boldly, the best place to be and the safest place to be. Finish it.
It's in the word. You say, I'm sick. That's the best place to be. Why you sick? Ain't got no money. That's the best place for you to be if you ain't got no money. The word. And so. He started. To go down. When he got out of the word. Text says he he began to sink. But if you look at it. He got out of the word. He started to go down when he got out of the word. Your decline comes when you get out the word. Your miracle ceases when you get out the word. Was a miracle happening to Peter? But when he got out the word, and, and, and this is what really, this is what bothers me with, with, with some people. They say, well, at least he cried out and Jesus saved him. And you're right, that is a good thing. But see, Jesus never, never dwell on him pulling Peter up or saving him. Because that that was not the significant thing in the text. That was not the significant thing. And Jesus, after saving him, let him know what was significant. And he started out, he he starts out by, by just saying to a grown man who had been taught the word every single day by Jesus. He addressed him as oh you of little faith. You are immature. When it comes to hearing and doing the word. Faith comes by. And hearing the word. You. Gotta walk by what you feel. Instead of by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by faith. Not by sight. Now, the disciples had to take it one or two ways. They could have said, I can't believe he talking to Peter like that. And Peter, grown man. And, and Peter was about to drown. I mean, Lord, he just. Or they could have, they could have took it another way. Man, Peter was. Doing the miraculous. He was, he was doing the same thing 
Jesus was doing. Man, why he let that win? Stop him. You're going to either look at the at situations the right way or the wrong way. You holding on? God's way or your way? Or other folks' way? You got to look at it God's way. Oh, you of little faith. Let it know. You still immature. Here you are trying to tell the other disciples what to do. Like I done put you in charge, but you still acting like a baby. You still baby boy. It, it, it wasn't about him able to save him just because he sent. You'll hear preachers preach on that. They, you can miss it if that's all you, you consider. The lesson for folk who want to be mature is don't allow a win or anything, anything or anybody else to stop you from staying in God's will. Stay in God's will no matter what. That's, that, that's your lesson. You, you just got to stay in God's will. Don't let folks take you somewhere you ain't got no business being. I don't care if you're in that person that tight. And see, some of us, our, our, our biggest thing is going to be not allowing folk to control us. Others, the biggest thing is going to be not allowing that thing that you're battling to control you. And it's going to happen to everybody in the room. Starting with this one right here on, on, the, on the stage. Stuff going to come. And the more God elevates you, the more stuff going to come your way. You understand what I'm saying? And so he said, oh, you of little faith. You of little faith. You've been getting all that word and you ain't even putting it in action. You letting your senses control you and not your faith. Now that I got into that meat stuff and some of y'all looking at me funny. Because it hit home, some of it don't. Yeah. Because see, it's gonna be it's gonna be a time to where you can't you can't allow what you feeling to control you, or what you hearing to control you. You you just got to stand on God's word. Well, sometimes that feeling and what you hearing it just hurt. I know it. You human, but you have to keep God's word first. And then He asked him something. Uh, and some folks say it was rhetorical, but not so. He asked Peter something because he really wanted Peter to think about it. He wanted him to think and to learn from what happened. And so he asked him, why you doubt? Why you doubt? 
were you indecisive? Why did you waver? And you can tell that he wavered. Because remember what James said in James 1, 5 through 8? He said in part that if you're double-minded, or if you ain't going to get anything from God. And see, time he started being indecisive, boom, the miracle ceased. It ceased. Well, you know, God was blessing me, but then it just stopped. Why? Why? First person you need to ask is yourself. Are you the cause that it just stopped? This grown folk stuff, ain't it? But it's helpful, right? You got to ask yourself, why did it stop? And so that, that, the question to him is, why you doubt? Why were you indecisive? Why, why, were you, why were you walking in your miracle and then you became uncertain because of what you felt and what you heard? And see, that's what's on the table right now to us. You can't allow your feelings to get in the way of your miracle. You can't allow other folks' word to get in the way of your, of your miracle. Because we see according to the text, as long as you're walking right, doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to be in your miracle. But as soon as you allow something or somebody, especially yourself, to get in the way, that can cause you to go down. Amen? I'm going to stop right there.